Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug with an opportunity to catch up with Kimberly Jones, a.k.a. Real Talk Kim. She travels the world fulfilling her passion and purpose of loving people back to life. Mother, pastor, entrepreneur, mentor, motivational speaker, entertainer, and best-selling author of several books. The spotlight is on the latest. You gotta get up. Grab hold of your life after being knocked down, held back, and left out. Real Talk Kim, welcome. I am so honored to be with you, Doug. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm excited to find out more about the story and the book, and most importantly, a book that is designed to help people get out of the funk, right? Man, I'm going to tell you something. I wrote this book because I kept getting back in the funk, and I realized that nobody was coming to save me, so I decided to write a book and help the world get out of the funk. <laughs> so I would guess then, as far as intended audience, uh, it's everybody. It's everybody. And I'm hearing so many, so many incredible uh, testimonies of just men, women all over the world. That's like, man, I finally got up. You got to get up, you know? Yeah. I'm a firm believer that God puts us through things not only for what he wants to teach us, but we get a little bit on the other side and there's something there that we can share with our circle of influence. I think this book and a lot of your ministry has come out of your story. So for those that don't oh, know, yeah. could you let us know? You know, I was raised in a very strict religion. My daddy was a pastor and women couldn't preach. Uh, it was just it, women had to wear. We, I was I was that girl that wore the blue jean skirts and the kids <laughs> to school every day. <laughs> and uh, I just was angry. I was mad at God. I was thinking God was as mean as Christians and uh, the Christians I encountered. And probably about eighteen years old was when I first started getting really rebellious. And I just carried that little cycle right on through till I was about 36 years old. Uh, went through a, a divorce after 18 years of marriage. The only one in my family that had ever encountered a divorce mm. and literally raised, if you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. <laughs> so I was feeling like I had really done a doozy. And, man, that's when I found myself. I was 36, moved back in with my mom and dad. Laid in my bed with my two my two sons were downstairs listening to me cry every day mm. over a toxic relationship that was miserable, but I just was so embarrassed. My pride had gotten the best of me. I just cared more what people thought about me than what God knew about me. And about 40 years old, it took me about four years to finally get my act together. And I decided, you know what? Ain't nobody coming to get me up. In fact, <laughs> Nobody cares how miserable I am. <laughs> and I started pulling myself up, Doug. I started pulling myself up out of that pit. I started talking to myself every day. I started changing my attitude. Man, I went literally for 40 years raised in a preacher's home, and I couldn't tell you hardly nothing about God. Mm. I was so good at faking church. Mm. I could go fall on the floor and act like I got delivered, get up and still be the mean old Kim and angry Kim and full of rejection Kim. Mm. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom and found out who the rock was at the bottom, which was Jesus. 
at about 40 years old where I started shifting. Man, I got so full of Jesus, if a mosquito bit me, we got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I got free, Doug. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, it, it, it's, that, it's that passion and it's that desire to, like, encourage others because I know there's so many people listening that will be like, wait a minute, I'm there. I'm at the bottom. I haven't found the rock. I'm floating. Help me. But it's, it's, it's you and Jesus, right? That's all there is. And you won't never leave us, Doug. I think for some reason in this culture, because of social media, because we have these dream boards, we've got this idea of what a woman's supposed to look at, look like at a certain age. Mm. And she's supposed to have, or a husband is supposed to be at 40 years old. He's supposed to have his act together. And when things don't go the way we want them to go mm. or the way we thought they would go, we have a propensity to get stuck. And we allow a season in our life to define our lifetime. And if you don't learn to move your big old thick thigh, even in the middle of losing everything, you're going to waste all these years. Because the truth of the matter is you're not stuck. You just stop moving. You let life beat the heck out of you. Mm. And so when you finally get sick of it, you'll get up. And you will be so thankful that you walked through hell and came out on fire. Because there ain't nothing in this world like losing everything or having to start all over again after 18 years or watching your son or daughter that you invested so much time in that turned to the world and acting a fool. And then all of a sudden you realize I ain't got to take it to the phone. I can take it to the throne Mm. and I can get on my knees and I can find God in the middle of this because none of this is taking God by surprise. Thieves don't rob empty vaults. The enemies fight you because you're strong, not weak. Now fight. You got to get up. Mm. Preach, girl. Preach. I'm fired yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got to get up. Well, as you talk about your story and the things that you've been through, I also know in this book that you talk about, you know, stories and people in the Bible. Was there a particular one of all the ones that you shared that sort of jumps out at you or just hits you over the head? Yes, I love, you know, I got so many stories. I'm a storyteller. And I love, I love all those stories in the Bible because God has a propensity to use people with the worst past to create the best futures. And I love the man at the pool of Bethesda. I love the woman with the issue of blood. I love the woman at the well. I love uh, Jonah that was told to go to Nineveh, and he turned and, and disobeyed God. And God was like, fish, go follow Jonah. He's going to need transportation back to where I told him to be in the first place. Like, I love the stories, especially even the man at the pool of Bethesda, how he laid there for 38 years. And he got up and he got up and took his mat so he wouldn't go back. So I love those stories. I love I tell them a lot. I tell stories a lot. A lot of folks, of course, can resonate with with being stuck, with with being unhappy, with being all of these things. Why do you think that's so universal and global? I just think because literally social media, I think social media has put such unfair, uh, ex- made us put such unfair expectations on ourselves, and we all try to try to em- emulate each other. You know, like all, all we see on social media is people's highlight reels. Mm. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. I hear, Doug, I have heard of more divorces in pastors' homes mm. just this year of people that I about and fell off my. I mean, it took my breath away because I thought on social media, they look like relationship goals. Wow. And so I just, I think that we're so, we forget that God, that God is a master, uh, master doctor, 
that if we go and turn all of our broken pieces over to him, he'll heal us and he'll do it in such a way that the comeback story will be so beautiful. But we don't want nobody to know we're hurting. We don't want to reach out to people. We don't even go to church anymore after the pandemic. Mm. We all just, we all out here living our best lives or living our, our, our depressed lives. And God is over here saying, man, come on. I just need you to get up because there's thousands of people out there waiting on your transformation. They're waiting on you to get up. They're waiting on you to be uh, uh, authentic about what you've walked through so that other people can see your comeback story. We think because the curtain has closed in our lives at certain seasons that the production of our life is over. But God oftentimes has to close the door, has to shut the curtain, has to close the curtain in order to set up for the next scene. And the next scene is going to be off the chain because he says in Amos nine thirteen he's going to he says God's decree is going to it's, it's going to blow your mind. He says he's coming blessing upon blessing you won't be able to keep up. Mm. If you get these promised scriptures in your spirit and you quote them, you will come up out of your pit. You mm. will come up out of your pit because as long as you ain't dead, God ain't done. Woo! <laughs> He ain't done, Doug. I hear you. I hear you. And, and I receive that. And I think that's one of the things that even I've personally struggled with. There are many times in my life that I feel I could pass a Bible test. I could write yeah. in verses. I could say he's got plans to prosper and not to harm. And I can do all yeah. things and all this. But the 18 inches they talk about, it's hard to get it in your heart. <laughs> yes, it's so hard. <laughs> Especially when everything around you looks like it's falling apart, you know? Whew. So all we really got, we got to hide his word. We got, we got to take that seriously. Everybody tells you that, but until you do it, you don't know the power of the living word. Come on. That's so powerful. Mm. So true. We do something on the show from time to time, like a baggage check. We try to have our, our baggage checked before we go home, before we transition from work into home. Talk about some, some ways to unload some of the baggage. There's, there's no, there's no uh, uh, limit to the amount of baggage that we can carry, uh, resent and bitterness and all these other things. How do we let that go? Oh, my goodness. You know, you got to identify with that thing that keeps pulling you back. Like, what is it? How, what is the, the dialogue that you're having with yourself that's making you want to quit? What's, what, what is the dialogue that you're having with yourself? What is this, the self-talk that you're saying to yourself every day going to work thinking this is this lowly job? I hate this job. I'm going to be here forever. I'm barely making it, and I'm so tired. My kids need to eat, but we're never going to be able to go on vacations together. I, it, it's, it's, it's that self-talk. Mm. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of your words. What's in your mind and your heart comes out of your mouth. So you've got to identify with what are you saying to yourself? How do you see yourself in this season? Because this is just free life college that you're walking in right now. <laughs> and you ain't going to have one student loan to pay back, but you're going to have a whole lot of anointing to talk about. Huh? And number two, you've got you to gotta stop bleeding on people that didn't cut you. You know, you got to realize that the pain may not be your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. And allow yourself to look face forward into that mirror and tell yourself, it ain't over because God says it ain't over. And as long as I have a pulse, God, you got a plan. You got to shift the trajectory. And lastly, you got to keep on getting up. Even when you fall, you get back up again. Even when you have a setback, you get back up again. Don't you stop. Don't you go lay in that bed and watch Netflix and just, just as long as I ain't happen to face it, it ain't there. Yeah, it's there. It's there. 
And as soon as you start looking at it, and you start looking at it headstrong, saying, devil, you should have taken me out when you could have, because I'm about to get up. I'm getting up out of this place. I'm not staying in Lodabar. Mm. I'm not staying in the wilderness. Mm. I'm getting up, and when I get up, I'm going to knock your gnarly teeth down your throat every day by pulling somebody that was just like me out of the pit of their despair. That's how you do it. You realize that what you're walking through ain't even for you. It's for somebody else waiting on you to get up. Ooh, man. Good stuff, Kim. I love it. You Gotta Get Up is the book. And part of this book is conversation about a purpose statement. Yeah, purpose statements. And I do this, Doug, I do the purpose statements. I have a prayer and a purpose statement that I do on every one of these chapters at the end. Because I remember when I was laying in my bed and I had nothing to say, I lay in my bed and be like, God, I'm so defeated. Just read my mind. No! <laughs> You got to open your mouth when you don't feel like opening your mouth. So I give you purpose declarations and I give you prayers to quote every day of yourself, because one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be out of it. You're going to be on the other side, baby. And so I'm helping you until you can get on your feet. Man, I love it. I love it. Well, I certainly want to be respectful of the time. Um, What haven't we covered that you want to make sure we take uh, take advantage of? Y'all go get your book anywhere you buy your books. Go get, you got to get up. You can, you can find out all you want to know about me at realtalkkim.com. I'm on social media as Real Talk Kim. I've had the best time with you, Doug. I can guarantee everybody that this book will help them get up. I'm Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. 